Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're taking a look at the reduction in liquidity in the real estate debt market. I think a lot of people struggle to understand how the Federal Reserve purchase of mortgage-backed securities could possibly help an economy that's been ravaged by a pandemic. People have lost jobs, and the moratoria on evictions and foreclosures have been in place for more than a year. People without a job can't get a new loan secured against their real estate. Well, on today's show, we're going to connect the dots to show how this newly printed money gets injected into the economy, and not just lining the pockets of the largest banks. Let's segment the loan originations into three separate categories. Number one, you've got first-time home buyers. These folks are the ones who are most likely to get an insured loan, where the ratio of the loan-to-value is above 80%. In some cases, you've got relatives who will help the kids with a down payment, but the residential market is traditionally made up of about 75% insured loans. But this past year, insured loans have made up only half of new purchases. Number two, you've got experienced buyers who've traded up from a starter home or perhaps a second home. They often use that increased equity from their previous purchases to fund the equity in their subsequent purchase. Fully half of the buyers who needed a loan this year have been conventional loans, meaning more than 20% down payment. Interestingly enough, nearly a quarter of the buyers in the market have been all-cash buyers. This is a high proportion when you compare it with historic trends. And then number three, refinance activity. This is where a borrower is looking to reduce the interest rate on existing debt, sometimes consolidating consumer debt onto their home mortgage. In some cases, the refinance is a larger loan to fund home renovations or other future spending. Sometimes the refinance is a home equity line of credit just making sure that those funds are available for future needs if they arise. Refinance activity in the U.S. home mortgage market was $2.6 trillion in 2020, more than double the amount of refinance activity in 2019. See, banks don't have enough money available in deposits to fund all of the loans that they want to write, so they resort to various techniques to gain additional leverage. They package up their loans and issue bonds in the bond market. This has the effect of taking the loans off the bank's balance sheet So now they've got that money back in their coffers and they can lend that money again. But there's a problem. If they can't sell that many bonds in the market because there aren't enough buyers for the bonds, then the price they have to sell the bonds at goes up. That would result in an increase in interest rates. So the Fed basically said they would purchase these bonds that the banks can't sell in the open market and they would carry the bonds on the Fed's balance sheet. They've been doing that at a rate of about $40 billion a month. Real estate prices are fueled by cash being injected in the market by lenders. The more money is available for lending, that availability of debt tends to push prices up. Conversely, when debt is less available, prices fall. And if you're not clear about that relationship between debt and real estate prices, you only need to look back to the post-2008 era. The days of the 2008 financial meltdown seem like ancient history. In many people's minds, the financial crisis was a real estate crisis, and that's incorrect was a debt crisis that cascaded into real estate markets and caused real estate prices to fall. Well, on yesterday's show, we talked about how in Canada, the government mortgage insurer is taking steps to cool the market by making it more difficult to borrow. We may start to see a similar thing happening in the U.S. through a different mechanism. Well, in the past year, the Federal Reserve has purchased $982 billion of mortgage bonds since March 5th of 2020, and they currently plan to keep buying at that same rate of $40 billion a month. But news out of the regional Federal Reserve banks suggests that some of the bank presidents are talking about reducing that mortgage-backed security buyback program, potentially phasing it out. Now, some people believe that if the Fed tapers its bond-buying program, it will not have a cooling effect on the housing market, 
we've got to put this in perspective. If the Fed had not purchased nearly a trillion dollars worth of bonds, then those bonds would need to have been purchased by real bond buyers in the bond market. And if those buyers were not there for those trillion dollars, then the interest rate would need to be increased to attract the buyers of those bonds. The free-flowing availability of cash in the lending market is the number one factor affecting house prices, and it's also the most overlooked factor. The elimination of bond purchases by the Fed, if it happens, will cool the market. And when forbearance agreements made available during the pandemic expire in September of this year, we'll see additional supply come into the market. Those loans in forbearance are still considered performing loans. They're not impacting bank balance sheets. But post-September, that will be a day of reckoning where the banks will have to determine are these performing or non-performing loans. That, too, is going to put downward pressure on prices and it's going to put downward pressure on the availability of cash for borrowing. And finally, the expectation of inflation, which is clearly evident, despite what the Federal Reserve Chairman says, is going to put pressure on lenders and investors to increase interest rates. That, too, is going to have a cooling effect on the market. So if you're struggling to find a property today that meets your needs, be a little bit patient. I'm predicting that market conditions will change dramatically between now and this fall. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.